Welcome back, everybody. It is the MLB Strategy Show from Osmo.com, presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Jay Kari, a familiar guest on the show. Well, not really guest, familiar co-host on the show. If you guys tuned in yesterday, Terry and I did our first show. We're back at it uh, by popular demand. How's it going, Terry? How was, how was the day uh, yesterday for DFS for you? Day was uh, action-packed uh, throughout. I was on uh, three shows, wrote two columns, uh, then we crammed in a uh, football draft, and then I hopped on the early bird yesterday. So I was all over the place. But uh, DFS results-wise, it's kind of a day where uh, everything I put in, I kind of got back, which not too uh, not too bad. I guess we can uh, we can take that sometimes. So uh, came close. Yeah. Didn't have the exact right mixes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially with how how tough uh, it is playing on some of these sites with the the big rake. Um, so if you're not playing on Yahoo, I think uh, appreciate the segue there. If you're not playing on Yahoo, uh, get some lower management fees. You're getting about 75% of the management fees that you would get over on DraftKings or FanDuel. So they're, they're running at about 12%. And uh, Yahoo also has CSV edit right now. Um, well, not right now, but going forward, they've had it for a while, but um I've used it. It's pretty easy to use once you get the hang of it. Uh, so if you're looking to multi-enter, whether it's MLB, NBA, golf, and then especially NFL, if you're playing in some of these 150 maxes or these 10 maxes and you got a bunch of lineups, um, Yahoo's making it pretty easy for you to do so. Um, and if you're not an MME player, I think you can still compete uh, pretty easily over on Yahoo with the lower management fees. Um, and then a lot of their tournaments, especially at the lower dollars, they're $1 or $2 or $3. They're their quarters are 25 max or less. So you're getting some 10 max stuff. It's kind of a good hybrid between uh, 150 max or like high stakes single entry, like what you're seeing on the other site. So go support Yahoo. They are supporting us. So it's only right that, uh, you know, we support them back. Um, let's see. Let's talk about uh, the nine game slate. I guess we don't have to really go into last night um on lineup study um but we've got nine games we've got to get out of here in about 50 minutes so we'll try to make it through nfl strategy as Laffy said on the nba show nfl strategy coming up at 11 a.m eastern so jam-packed tons of stuff going on uh you're just going to want to keep the osmo youtube channel up for uh pretty much the next couple months on your laptop or your phone because uh there's just so much coming at you so let's start it we're going to go with the White Sox and the Pirates. 5.1 implied total for the Sox. 4.6 for the Pirates. Dylan Cease and Joe Musgrove on the mound. Cease coming in at about $8,700 on DraftKings. Musgrove, 6K flat. Uh, that's the Musgrove price that I'm used to seeing. Uh, I feel like we saw this like 20, 30 times last year in all of Musgrove's start. He was super cheap. Um High implied total against him, but is he going to be one of your cheap options you're going to on DraftKings specifically, Terry? He'll probably be in the mix. Just looking at the uh, top starters tool, he's kind of mid-range, but he's not drawing like any ownership against that killer, killer, killer White Sox lineup. Yeah. So it's not something I'm comfortable with at all, but the price makes a lot of stuff work at only 6K. And with nobody on him, that's a reasonable SP2 play, even against an offense that I really respect, really like, will have tons of, and is ranked top of the board in the stacks tool. But yeah, I, I think we can still justify a little bit of Musgrove based on where that price point is. 
Yeah, I didn't get to a ton running through uh, some of my crunches. Um, there were a couple guys uh, that we'll talk about later that got to a little bit more, um, but I did get over the field. I mean, he's projected for essentially no ownership, as you said. Um, so I like getting more than none on Musgrove, especially if some of these guys uh, in this lower range are going to be much, much more popular than him. The problem yeah, is just the no god. I was gonna say we can easily get over the field in what he's uh, what he's pro- projected for now. It's like one percent ownership. I just ran a, a little test crunch just using Alex's projections, and he came mm-hmm. up around like twenty for me. So I mean, he's somebody that's gonna you know manually need to be capped and uh, and manually need to be restricted. Otherwise, you're gonna end up with too much of him. Uh, overall, he is a guy that keeps the ball in the park, keeps the ball on the ground for the most part. 4.49 x this year versus 6.62 ERA. Gets good whiff on two pitches, a slider in his curve on the breaking balls. But uh, the Sox on the other side are just, uh, I think, the real story there as far as uh, getting to that offense against him. Yeah, really scary matchup against the White Sox uh, for pretty much anyone, especially Mus- Musgrove, not a high K guy. Um, White Sox strike out 25% of the time. Um, so maybe you up his, his K projection a little bit. Uh, but a 106 WRC plus for the Sox active roster versus righties so far this season. Uh, I'm fine getting to 10, 15, 20% of Musgrove, I think, on DraftKings and mixing him in. Uh, I don't think he's going to be, like, the staple of my lineups. I think there's some other decent options down here you can go to. Um, the five implied total against does scare me a little bit. Uh, did you get to any White Sox bats, or do you expect to get to any White Sox bats by the time we get to lock? Yeah, I would expect to have them. They're a team that I get to a lot. Uh, just looking in the crunch that I ran, they came up like third for me, uh, and I'm getting I'm getting to a ton of pods ahead of that, uh, which makes sense. I, I got good projections on the pod base today. But, uh, yeah, this is a lineup I get to a lot. Really like them. I'm getting very good home run marks against Musgrove, which uh, is a little surprising. Um, I wasn't expecting them to be as eye-popping as they are here. Uh, very good projections for me also. And like I said, Top of the uh, stacks tool, top of the board there, and under-owned uh, slightly on both sides. So definitely an interesting play. Uh, more under-owned on DK, where they're harder to get to uh, price-wise. But uh, both sides, they're trending. There's a little bit of edge in them. So, yeah, definitely want some White Sox here. Yeah, a little bit more popular. The Sox are over on FanDuel and the sponsor Yahoo. A um, little bit over-owned on Yahoo, but still the highest chance of being the top stack. Um or one of the highest chances of being the top stack across all three sites. So I'm comfortable getting to a bunch of socks. They are a little bit expensive, but like, once again, there's not a ton of pitching to pay up for. And even the guys that you would quote unquote pay up for uh, are not really that expensive. Only one guy over 10 K on DK. Um, So I'm finding myself getting to the socks as one of my, my top stacks in the slate. What about cease against the pirates? Cease not getting much ownership here. Uh, do you agree with that or, or kind of disagree and do you want to just move on? No, I like Cease. I think that's a sneaky spot. Uh, he's uh, just looking at the top starters. He's uh, what, like sixth on the top board there and uh, drawing under what he should be getting for ownership on both sites. Not pitching well, so that probably makes a lot of sense. Uh, the public is not really going to be on him and paying attention to him. I get a good projection for him. I don't love the 8400 uh, price on FanDuel, 87 on uh, DK. He could and probably should right now be less expensive on uh, both sites. Not really striking anybody out this year, uh, which is surprising. He's supposed to be a strikeout artist, but uh, only at 15.9% so far this year, giving up nine home runs in 41 innings, bad quality contact. 
Uh, but he's a kid with just excellent, excellent stuff. If he can harness it for a start, uh, he gets great whiff on his slider. He's got a tremendous spin on his fastball. Uh, only generating 16% whiff on the fastball should be a little bit higher with that much spin. Uh, but the Pirates are just bad. This lineup is last in the league uh, as of yesterday, anyway. I haven't updated these numbers. They were sitting 120 ISO, last in the league uh, against righties. 62 WRC+, plus, 25.1% strikeout is eighth worst in the league. So I think there's a ton of opportunity there for him if he can harness that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're getting him at low ownership. So if you kind of believe in him long term, I think this is a spot where you want to get more than the field and be first on him. If he's going to turn it around, I mean, this would be the start for him to turn it around. Yeah, uh, because the Pirates are just brutal um, against righties. Worst in the league, WRC plus. They're up to up to 67, um, 130 ISO. I mean, just not a lot going on here for for the Pirates. So um, he's not getting much ownership. If you've been playing him and been disappointed in him, I don't think this is the start to stop playing him. So I'll put it like that. Uh, I got to right around the field, which is not much of Cease. Uh, but I wouldn't mind if I got to, you know, double, get to 15% or so of him by lock. Um, Cause he is supposed to be a, a strikeout pitcher. Like you mentioned, Terry, let's go to Miami and Atlanta. We've got, 4.4 apply total for the Marlins, 4.7 for the Braves. Um, Sixto Sanchez and Kyle Wright are your starters here, both very cheap. Uh, is there one of these two that you prefer over the other? Are you looking at both? And then what are we doing with hitters here? So total vacuum, I think Sixto right now is definitely the better pitcher. Uh, he's, he's just a little bit more polished. We've seen him do better overall. Uh, the price is definitely a lot to, to wrestle with at 9,000 on uh, FanDuel. Like him a lot better at 6,200 on DK. I think he's in play over there, uh, even against this Braves lineup. I don't know how much of them I would get to at that big, big price tag on FanDuel. Uh, the Braves scare me a little bit. Uh, they've got uh, plenty of power in this lineup. They've got a lot of righties. They hit righties pretty well. Um, so I would be a little concerned right there. Uh, right on the other side, uh, not a guy that uh, I really, really trust yet. Gets decent whiff on a slider, but it's getting hit hard. Not much else on the other pitching so far. 5-4-4 exit over his first 15 innings, giving up some power. Uh, his strikeout and walk rate are hilariously the same at 17.9. Uh, neither of those would be good uh, <laughs> on their own. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't like the pitcher, but Marlins, second to last in baseball with a 127 ISO going into yesterday. Uh, against right-handed pitching 91 WRC plus is okay. It's better than I thought they'd be, but it's still 9% below average 25.8% strikeout rate against righties. So there's opportunity there for him. If he wants to seize it, I just don't trust him to do it. So he would be limited for me, even at that low, low price. Um, like I said before, six though is the better opportunity here for us. He might pick up some strikeouts, uh, but the Braves are just really good against righties third in the league, 228 ISO. 124 WRC plus are creating a ton of runs, uh, 24.9% strikeout rate. So he could see one of those, you know, six, seven strikeout games. Uh, but I expect they're going to get to him here. So probably not a pitching game for me. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to have a ton of pitching from this game. Uh, six though is interesting in that I'm always willing to give the benefit of the doubt to like a cheap pitcher that can strike guys out, even if it's a bad matchup. Um, because usually their ownership's low, and that, that looks to be the case here um, with Sixto. Um, 
again, he's not over 20% for me, so I'm not going crazy with him, but he would be in that Musgrove range where scary matchup. Um, and he actually has a 27 almost percent strikeout rate for the season. You don't often see guys priced in the six uh, Ks uh, with that being the case, but yeah, the matchup is really tough against the Braves. One of the best teams against righties. Um, but still I'm, I'm playing some six though here. I don't think I'm going to get to much, um, much Kyle Wright here. Um, are you, did you mention Braves bats there? At all? Uh, just kind of uh, just in passing, talking about them uh, against six still, but uh, yeah, I think there's opportunity to get to them. Like I said, they get right-handed pitching pretty well. Uh, we will see some of them strike out, but uh, I think there's opportunity for these bats. Uh, Acuna from the top, Dansby hits uh, righties well. Freddie Freeman, obviously big, big lefty thumper in the middle. Then uh, getting into Ozuna, uh, Darno, Austin Riley, and Duvall, ton of power toward the back end. Both hit righties okay. Uh, Markakis in there. So I just love this lineup top to bottom. I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And the prices aren't, uh, well, on FanDuel, the prices are fine. On DK, they're actually a little tough to get to. There's a bunch of guys right there in like the mid fives, the low fives. So tricky team to put together uh, on DraftKings. You know, you're going to need like a Markakis or Riley, maybe mm-hmm. a Duval in there. So it depends on the batting order, how it all comes together for them. But uh, I will definitely work some Braves in my life. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to get to a lot of five-man Braves stacks on DraftKings or four-mans on FanDuel. They're one of the worst top value percentages. They're just so expensive across the board. Um, And they are going up against a pitcher that can get strikeouts in Sanchez. So a little worried about the Braves, but the top stack tool does uh, find them favorable for tonight. Any Marlins uh, bats or stacks going up against right here before we move it on? I mean, I guess we could justify it based on the matchup against a pitcher who I don't really trust and think is pretty shaky, but they're just never a team I really look to. You know, I'll, I'll take them a little bit uh, if they're going up like against a big, big starter who's getting a ton of ownership. I might grab some shares of them and be more inclined to do it then. If you wanted to grab uh, like a Dickerson, Marte, Aguiar, Joyce Anderson, something like that off the top, you can. Uh, it, it's not a play I really love. There's not a ton of power. Uh, they're priced fine. They make things work from that perspective. Not really many people going to be on them. Uh, just going off the top stacks, they are, yeah, they're actually trending a little ways up the board. So that's, so uh, I think a lot of that is due to Dickerson getting a bunch yeah. of ownership. And so he's bringing up the average of the team. I don't, I don't think I agree with you. I, I don't think they're going to be a um, very popular full stack. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of muted interest. Uh, I mean, Dickerson is just a good value for me at 3,200 over on DK. Uh, on on FanDuel, let's see where he's at, 2,600. So if he leads off, um, potential cash option as an outfielder there. Let's go to Baltimore and the New York Mets. All-star pitcher John Means going up against Michael Waka. I believe it was your article I was reading. I can't remember if it was Spotlight Stacks or the quick hits, which is what you do, Terry, but you were alluding to John Means being an all-star. Uh, 3.9 applied total for uh, all-star Means Orioles, 5.2 against Means for the Mets. Uh, it sounds like you've got some interest in a Mets stack here. For sure. Yeah, I think this is a great, great spot for the Metropolitans here. Um, like you said, Means made the all-star team last year. Emac pointed that out. You and I were laughing about it on the uh, early bird. And uh, yeah, he's just not that guy. He had a great first half uh, and everybody, every team needs to send somebody. So he got the nod, but uh, 
tragic second half and uh, not pitching well this year. Uh, not a guy I'm going to own at all on the pitching side of things. 18.5% strikeout rate for his career, 1-6-1 home run per nine, giving up four homers in just 20 innings, uh, not getting much whip on anything. Uh, Mets, 177 ISO, uh, 115 WRC plus coming in yesterday against left-handed pitching, and this is a bad lefty. So I like this lineup. I'm going to be loading up on Mets uh, just pretty much top to bottom. Uh, depends on how the order comes together as far as how your stacks are going to look. Uh, but you've got the the McNeil, uh, I'm sorry, the Nimmo Conforto uh, up top, uh, getting into uh, Dominic Smith, getting into Jeff McNeil, Peter Alonzo, obviously, getting a huge, huge home run mark on Alonzo. So just a lot of things I like to do with that Mets lineup there. Yeah, the Mets look like one of the best, if not the best stack of the night. I mean, we don't have any massive totals. Uh, it's not a Coors slate. So they're one of the highest, like they're one of the few teams that's over um, over five tonight. Implied, um, going to get a decent amount of righties here with Power, Davis, uh, Frazier, Alonzo, Wilson Ramos, as a catcher, 4,400. Um, and no one's really that expensive. So uh, they, while they do have a good value rating um, and they are coming up a little bit over-owned in Oslo's top stack tool, um, they also have one of the, the highest top stack percentages. So I think that all kind of washes uh, each other out for me. Um, and so I'm, I'm all over the Mets here. Uh, even lefty, lefty McNeil, like if he's going to lead off for 3,600 dual position eligibility, they're just such an easy team to stack, whether you're full stacking them or, or throwing them in as fillers. So I agree with you on means I'm, I'm not buying into what he did last season. And that looks like Vegas isn't either because this is a healthy total for the Mets, are you crossing off Waka at 9,200, even in a good matchup against the Orioles? Uh, minus 176 favorite for Waka. So do you like him or any bats against him? Don't really like the bats against him. Not without Santander in that lineup. Uh, he's kind of the engine that makes things go. Um, you know, if you wanted to grab like a one-off Mountcastle or somebody like that, he's one of their better hitters now, or Renato Nunez, but uh, they're not really a stack for me. I don't, I don't get to the Orioles all that often, and uh, I don't think they're going to be in play uh, just looking at the top stacks. Uh, I don't expect that they're going to be very high ranked in here either. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't touch them very much. Uh, Waka, I was pretty much crossing off at uh, 7,300, it looks like, on FanDuel. So, yeah, the uh, higher DraftKings price. I think I'm safely crossing him off. Uh, striking out more hitters than he has uh, throughout his career. He's upped his cutter usage this year. Uh, went from 15% to 28% cutters. Setting up some of his other pitches, working off the cutter, uh, getting good whiff on his changeup now. Uh, so, like I said, he's up to 28% strikeouts. His career is 207 but just not a pitcher that I have much faith in at all. Not getting a great projection on him. Uh, and he's toward the bottom of the top pitcher's tool. So if you wanted to do it, your justification would be that nobody's paying 9200 for him and uh, he'll be completely untouched on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, there's not really much reason to go to it. You don't need the savings. Not many people are going to be doing it. Again, bad match, a good matchup for him, but not a spot I'd like. Yeah, I, I kind of don't understand the price here for Waka. I mean – He's only faced 23 batters. Uh, that's his high for the season. Uh, and he only went five innings. So he has not gone past five innings in any of his five starts. Uh, I don't understand the $9,200 price tag. And even for FanDuel, like you need to get to that sixth inning to get the quality start bonus. Um, so I know he's cheap over there, but I'm still not getting to him. Uh, so I'm good on on uh, Waka here. Uh, I think I'll pass. And then um, 
Orioles bats, like they're super low owned, but I agree with without Santander in there, just difficult to justify stacking this team up, especially with the rate that walk has been striking guys out. So um, not really on either side of this game. Anything else here you want to mention uh, before we move it on? No, I think we hit the uh, hit the high notes on that when you mentioned Wilson Ramos. I always like to call out the catcher plays on DK, but uh, I think he could be a good one here. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I think we're good. All right, let's go to the Brewers and the Tigers. Five implied total here for, uh, for Milwaukee, 4.1 for the Tigers. Brewers, about a minus 150 favorite with Hauser on the mound at AK. Turnbull at 8,500 as the dog here for the Tigers. Um, I, I've been getting to Hauser uh, a little bit less this season as DK has priced him up. Uh, 8K against the Tigers. I mean, it looks like a pretty solid matchup. Look at where the Tigers are at. Um, for K rate, they're at the top 28.2% for their active roster versus righties this season, but a 92 WRC plus, which is a lot higher than I would have expected for the Tigers coming into the season. Uh, they were just miserable against righties over the last couple of years. Are you buying into Hauser here at 8K on DraftKings? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think he's definitely in play on that at uh, that price on DK and at fifty eight hundred on Fanduel. I think that's just a total total misprice. Uh, I think you can. I don't know what you're going to do with the extra money except roll out lineups at like thirty thousand uh, salary cap, <laughs> but uh, it's there for you if you want it. Uh, you mentioned the strikeout rate with this team. Uh, it's just not a good lineup, and they're particularly bad against righties. Uh, One seventy nine ISO. It actually is uh, around the middle of the league. Only a 92 WRC plus, and then the strikeout rate that you mentioned upwards of uh, 28%. So definitely a good strikeout spot for him. Uh, his strikeouts, he's 21.9% for his career, but we've seen a little bit more than that uh, from him out of the bullpen. 3.82 x fit and 38 innings so far this year, using his sinker 48% of the time. Not getting a ton of whiff as much as we would expect, but I think against this team, it'll be there for him. So I get a very good projection on him. I like the spot a lot for him. Uh, and I expect that uh, Alex will as well. Yeah, he's um, like middle of the board issue and actually a little bit uh, under owned on DK at that 8,000 price. So I think he makes a good mix in option, uh, getting away from some of the higher price guys or is a good pivot off of a uh, higher, much higher owned uh, Andrew Heaney. Yeah, I like him as a pivot off of Heaney. Uh, like if you just crunch with projections, um, you're going to get to a lot more Heaney's hundred dollars more expensive again it's not a cooler slate the four hundred dollar difference doesn't make that big of a deal but the ownership gap could potentially be really wide between heaney and a guy like hauser who um yeah heaney's spot is definitely better he projects for a few more points but not, not enough to where i think you need to just completely avoid a guy like hauser and if you've got kind of a chalky lineup with heaney uh throwing in hauser instead of him might be a smart idea especially if you our hand building uh, to get some differentiation in a, a large field tournament. Well, um, Alex says a lot, just, you know, you build the lineup and then just, you know, have it all sitting there and then change one thing, do one thing different than what everybody else is doing. That could be a great one to do tonight. That could be a tournament winning inflection point right there. So yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, like you see a lot of these lines at the top of these tournaments, they're one V one or two V two away a lot of these nights because there's the stack that you need to have. There's, you know, one or two pitchers that you have to have. And then it's the the rest of your lineup spots um, that make the difference. So while looking at individual ownership for hitters or pitchers 
isn't always the best thing to do. It's like, you shouldn't agonize over every single player's ownership in your lineup, but you should just look at where your lineup as a whole is in terms of how chalky it's going to be. I'm sure that's, that's something that I learned from Alex that I, I didn't understand. Um, Cause I was always, you know, before I worked here, I was always trying to get to the low owned guys trying to be too cute, but <clears throat> you can play chalky guys. Just be aware of what you're doing when you are playing. I mean, make sure you mix in a couple uh, maybe spend up to be contrarian guys or just a couple other low owned spots. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a big, big misconception. And, and same here, you know, once I came to the site and started talking to people who really, really knew what they were doing, it became so much clearer to me. It's like, Hey, you don't need a 0.01% owned guy to make your lineup different. You can win tournaments with an 8% guy as your lowest owned guy. It's just about the mix and it's just about making those right decisions. So yeah, I'm totally with you. That's an important one to remember coming into football season too. Yeah, that one too, because um, especially for like main slate stuff, like bigger slates, that's something that I would struggle with. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out like, you know, you're probably going to be, if you have like a line of construction with a double stack <clears throat> or something in NFL, like you're probably going to be different already. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be really difficult to be duping with a bunch of people if, you've got a double stack and like a four man game stack or something like that. So it uh, becomes less and less important. I think as like the more correlated your lineup is in NFL, but in MLB, like everybody stacks. So right. um, you could plausibly end up on the same five man stack as hundred other people in the tournament. So yeah, absolutely. Um, anything in this game you want to mention? I mean, it's a solid implied total here for the brewers. Um, they're coming up a little, actually, they're coming up as the most overowned stack uh, on DraftKings, but that's because of their pricing, um, which I'm just realizing right now. When you look at all these guys, um, one through nine, they have one, two, three, four guys uh, at $2,300 or less in the projected lineup if Avicel Garcia is going to be in. Uh, and then it's Yelich and Hira, 5,300, 5,100, batting second and third, plausibly. Um I know it's like Turnbull's a guy we, we respect, but is this just too good of a price to pass up on here for this Brewer stack? I think it is, especially if it's drawing in that much public ownership and it seems like it, it's going to be, uh, it's definitely an optimizer play. Uh, just in my crunch, I, I, they were, I think the second highest team. I didn't do much to manipulate it. I just wanted to see what would come up. So I think they're going to be popular. I think a lot of people are going to get to them and I think they kind of suck. I really do not think this is a very good lineup. Uh, 144 ISO against righties going. It was 26 in baseball going into yesterday. WRC plus 25% below average against righties. 27.6% strikeout rate. That's not a good offense. Uh, those guys are really cheap for a reason. So, yeah, we've got Keston Hero, who I really like. Christian Yelich is an all-world uh, you know, MVP. But everyone else in this lineup is kind of, you know, Avi Garcia is a, a major league player, but everybody else is like a quad A type player. So I think Turnbull could give us a sneaky, okay start. But more importantly, I think I'm not going to be getting to too much Brewers. Uh, I'll have some just because of the value. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I love them. They do rank third on DK on the, on the stacks board. But like you said, they're going like double the ownership. So that's a spot where I might come in like half the field, just have some of it and not get overwhelmed by it and play some of these stacks that I like a lot better. Some of these really good offenses. Yeah, for sure. And all those numbers suggest that the Brewers do actually suck, um, especially against right-handed pitching. Um, 
I kind of wish there was one fewer guy in this mid range, this Turnbull range, this Hauser range um, to play today, because I think I would be getting to much more Turnbull. He doesn't project very well, but you just look at the strikeout rate for this Brewers lineup. Um, and it, it makes me interested, especially with the, like playing the pitcher against the chalk stack on the slate. I know it's not as like correlated in terms of like playing, um, a stack against a high owned pitcher. Um, so it's kind of, the, it's kind of inverse correlation there. Um, but I think Turnbull is fine and the Brewers strike out as much as anyone not named the Detroit Tigers who are on the other side. So, uh, hoping for a bunch of strikeouts in this game. And I kind of like both pitchers, even though I'm not getting to Turnbull right now. So I'm going to try to sneak him in. He's not getting uh, much ownership at all. So uh, I kind of like that if the Brewers are going to be one of the more chalky stacks. And uh, if we agree that they're just not a very good offense. Yeah, I think that's that's a good call. Like you said, it's not something that I like to do or necessarily even think about it that way. Mm-hmm. But in this particular case, it makes a lot of sense. It's a team that we just gave, laid out the reasons why they're probably not good, especially against righties. Mm-hmm. And we've laid out that they're going to be that overown. So in that kind of a spot, this pitcher isn't a big strikeout guy, but he keeps the ball on the ground a lot, 48.4% ground balls. So he limits the amount of opportunity that these guys are going to get to put the ball in the air, hit the ball out of the ballpark anyway. He's only induced 8.3% soft contact, which is a little weird for a guy who keeps the ball on the ground that much, but it's there. It's in his arsenal. So he could limit this team just naturally anyway, add in some strikeouts on top of that. I think it could be an interesting spot. Not something I want to go haywire, you know, rostering 50% of, but I think we could definitely get some turn ball in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to the Angels and the Rangers. We have a 4.2 implied total for the Angels, 3.9 for the Rangers. Heaney and Lance Lynn. This is a game that is uh, soaking up a lot of the pitcher ownership over on DraftKings. Heaney in about half of lineups we project right now in a nine-game slate. That is very healthy. He's had a few games like this um, where it looks like the field just thinks his uh, price is wrong. And the matchup really could not be better uh, against this Rangers team. I think they're around a 60, 65 WRC plus against lefties. I was looking at it before the show. Uh, just a brutal, brutal offense. Basically everything outside of Yelich and Hira uh, in that Brewers offense applies to this Rangers team as well. Um, so $8,400 with Heaney. I mean, are you seeing yourself getting over the field on him, under the field, or um, right around where we've got him right now? So I love the spot. Uh, the ownership is just tough, though. 51% ownership right now. It's it's a spot where you could still have a ton of Haney coming in at like 40% and be a little bit under the field. It's a spot where you could pick, you know, to go 25, come in half the field and still have some of them. There are a good amount of pivots at that price range that we've identified that we like. So I, I think I can get under that number and still be okay with it, but I do want to have some Haney. So it sounds like I'm kind of a contradictory answer there, uh, but hopefully that makes some sense uh, because I love the spot. Like you said, Rangers, uh, the one I had going into yesterday was a 67 WRC plus. So yeah, right around what you said, uh, 137 ISO against lefties, just not a lot of pop. Most of that is Joey Gallo too. He hits lefties pretty well. uh, So, but he strikes out, you know, like 35% of the time too. So like you said, it's like that Brewers lineup. There's just not a lot here in the Leody Tavares's, Isaiah Kinder-Palifas, uh, Jose Torvino's, Ronald Guzman. Uh, not much to love there. So I think Heaney could have a nice game. 
solid strikeout performance here. I get a very good projection for him. Uh, he's up uh, second ranked on both sites on the board. So it's really just a matter of that ownership. That's something I'm going to keep an eye on throughout the day. I don't expect it to come down. It'll probably even go up from where we have it. Uh, the price is dynamite at 8,400 on DK. So tricky. That's going to be a really, really key spot for uh, today. And if they happen to blow him up, that's going to sink a lot of lineups. Uh, yeah. So interesting. Absolutely. I mean, this is kind of the spot on the board. It looks like if you're looking at ownership for both sides, Lance Lynn as well, we'll, we'll get to him in just a minute. Um, but if I'm just making like a handful of lineups and I'm trying to think a large field tournament, I would rather look towards the Rangers as like a two man or three man. And I mean, there's not a lot to choose from there. So maybe you throw in Gallo and one or two other guys um, as leverage against Heaney, uh, then a stack like Milwaukee. So if you're comparing those two, like you're getting no leverage on Milwaukee, you're getting the same cheap prices. But if you guess right on a couple of these guys, some, you know, you get two guys that hit a home run off Heaney, you're flipping the standings over because he's going to be in probably over half the lineups. And as you go up in stakes, I think Heaney's going to be even more popular. Um, there are other quality options in this range uh, on DraftKings. Um, compared to Heaney, we've already mentioned Hauser. I think Turnbull is somewhat interesting. And then uh, Tyler Molly as well um, that we'll get to in the next game. So long story short, I don't think I'm going to get to 50% of Heaney. I think I'm going to be more in the 25 to 35% range um, with my Heaney exposure on DK and then on FanDuel. I don't really care about pitcher ownership as much. You just need to get the one of the highest raw point pitchers, unless there's a guy crazy mispriced. Um, I can't remember who is it that we said was very cheap over on FanDuel. Uh, Hauser, I think, right? Only like 58. Yeah, yeah, 58. Yeah, yeah. And I still didn't get to a lot of him. So I think with the soft pricing over there, it's more often that you just take the higher priced, higher projected pitcher and you get different with your bats elsewhere. Um, Anything else you want to add to Heaney? And then what are your thoughts on Lance Lynn? Uh, not the favorite, but $9,400 against this Angels lineup. Yeah, I think uh, we can get to, I think we covered Heaney pretty well there. Uh, I agree with you about taking out some shares of those uh, Rangers bats. I would definitely include Joey Gallo in that. Like I said, he handles left-handed pitching pretty well, and he is their big thumper bat. So if anybody's going to hit two home runs today, it's him. Um Going away from that over to Lynn on the other side, uh, like you said, top-ranked starter on both uh, sites on the board right now, getting a fair amount of ownership, but uh, you know probably pretty justifiable at 9,400 on DK and drawing uh, not the ownership that Heaney is. FanDuel, 8,800, I like the price. Uh, he's like 25% owned, but as you said, not as critical over there. So uh, I think we can work with that. Uh, strikeouts are up this year, 28.1% strikeout so far. Uh, I'm sorry, 28.1% strikeout last year, 27.2 this year. Uh, but both of those are up from his career of 23.4. Uh, before last year, he added like 100-ish uh, RPMs of spin to his four-seamer. And that seems to have made some of the difference in uh, where those strikeouts are coming from, setting up some of the other breaking pitches better uh, and getting a little bit more whiff on the fastball. Uh, so I like the pitcher. I like the spot. The Angels are a little better than I thought they would be when I uh, pulled up their righty splits. Uh, 194 ISO and a 120 WRC plus going into yesterday against righties, 21.2% uh, strikeout rate and a 12% walk. So they don't strike out too much. They walk a fair amount and they're getting a little bit more power and run creation against righties than I thought. Still not a lineup I really like, uh, but that gave me a little, you know, moments hesitation. So 
I'm not totally sure that I'm going to be with the field on Lynn, but I'll definitely have a fair amount of them. I get a good projection on them. And more to the point, I trust Alex and Alex's model and what the top starters tool is telling me more than I trust my gut or what these, uh, the angels numbers are looking at. Yeah. I think there's, you know, there's always a little bit of intuition, I think, depending on who you are playing DFS, but I like to rely on the projections, especially when we're talking about pitchers. Like I have all the faith in the world that Alex is going to get close to where these guys should actually be projected. Um, whether they're coming up for their first start or they're Lance Lynn, they've been in the league for a dozen years or however long he's been in the league feels like forever. Um, but just to close the loop on Heaney, um, talking about our sponsor Yahoo, um, $33 over on Yahoo. I mean, incredibly cheap and still similar ownership between Yahoo and DK. So I would be slamming Heaney over there. I think you just have to be much less perfect at that price. Um, there are a bunch of cheap options for bats over on Yahoo as well. Um, so yeah, I think he would be my preferred site where like, if I'm making 10 lineups over on Yahoo, I think he would be cl- in close to all of them, if not all of them. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just too good of a price. Um, and then, yeah, I love Lynn right now. He is my second ho- highest owned pitcher over on, I'm sorry, third highest owned pitcher on DraftKings. him and Heaney right up there at two and three. And then uh, highest owned over on FanDuel. So I'm all over this game. I hope it's low scoring and uh, I can uh, win it with my bats elsewhere. Four more games. we got about 15 minutes, so we're making pretty good pace. Uh, if you guys could drop a like, that would be very much appreciated. It helps us grow the channel. Um, everyone's excited for NFL to start, but we still got MLB. We still got NBA content. We've got NHL. Uh, projections slack chat for all these different sports so uh trying to help you become better dfs players if you want to sign up feel free to go to osmo.com slash join you can dm me on twitter my dms are open my handle is right below me if you want to uh ask me questions about anything uh dfs related or not i usually answer pretty much everyone um but get in slack uh, because there's a lot going on. You'll get uh, channel alerts when new stuff drops, when shows start. Um, other way you can get notifications is just by hitting the bell in the upper right corner of your YouTube page. Um, tons going on. Reds, Cubs, 3.8 implied total for the Reds. 3.8 as well for the Cubs. This is essentially a pick em. Tyler Molly and Alec Mills are your starters. It appears right now, that we're going to have a Wrigley win game, uh, but not the more fun one. It's going to be very favorable to pitchers. I'm seeing 15 to 20 mile per hour winds blowing straight in, in Wrigley field. Um, and we've got a pretty good projection going for Tyler Molly. Now things can change in these Wrigley win games. A lot of the times, um, you know, they don't end up being anything special for DFS one way or the other. And the wind can kind of swirl. So, who knows what's actually going to happen by the time we get to lock. But right now, assuming we have wind blowing straight in here in Wrigley, are you interested in either of these pitchers, Terry? Yeah, I think that gives a little uh, further justification on the Molly side of things. Uh, he's a pitcher that I think we can get to. Uh, ranks pretty well on the top starters tool on both sites. Fourth on FanDuel, fifth on DK. Like the price, 7900 on uh, FanDuel and uh, trending right around level ownership. 
going a little bit over on uh, DraftKings, but nothing crazy that, uh, you know, we can't uh, be pretty comfortable with rolling them out around the level with the public. Um, overall, strikeouts are up this year. Walks and home runs are also up a tick this year. Uh, 478 XFIP over his 30 innings. Uh, before last season, he added uh, 200 RPMs to his four-seamer. Made a real big difference in, uh, in his whiff rate. I'm sorry, that's before this season. Uh, so it made a real big difference in the whiff that he's getting on that and his ability to set up uh, the other pitches as well. So he's pitching fairly well, um, and you know he gives up a lot of lefty power, but if the wind's going to be blowing in, I think it could be limited. So it's a little tricky there. Uh, and the Cubbies are fourth in the league with a 214 ISO and a 104 uh, WRC plus against righties. So I was concerned about those Cubs lefties, but that wind is interesting. We know that's very real at Wrigley. So, uh, yeah, that could limit them and uh, bump up the molly that I'm going to get to a little bit. Uh, just in the crunch that I ran, he was the fourth highest owned uh, DraftKings starter in the crunch that I ran. So he's coming up right around uh, probably where Alex has him on the board. So I like that spot. I think we can uh, definitely work with some of them. Yeah, I love Molly. He's right now my highest owned pitcher, assuming his ownership stays pretty low. I think it's going to creep up, though, if it looks more and more likely that uh, this is going to be a game where the wind's blowing in. Um, I mean, this has got to be one of the lowest implied totals for the Cubs all season. And it's not necessarily because of Molly, but I think he more than any other type of pitcher gets help if this wind is indeed blowing in like this. First of all, it's pretty cold. It's under 70 degrees. Um Molly, 8,200, again, 3.8 implied total, 52% fly ball rate for Molly this season. So, you know, the Cubs have a bunch of uh, power hitters in their lineup, the Schwarbers, the Rizzos. Maybe those balls that uh, are going in the basket at Wrigley end up being caught at the warning track uh, because of these gusts. So, I'm in on Molly. I hope his ownership stays somewhat in check, but I'm not super confident that's going to be the case um, with this minuscule total for the Cubs. Uh, Mills, I'm kind of indifferent on. And same thing with bats here. Unless unless the implied totals go way up, I'm probably not getting to either side of this game. Do you like any bats? Um, or I guess who would be your favorite bat uh, on either side here? It would have to be one of those lefty Cubs. I'll just go Schwarber because he's got the bigger home run mark. Yeah. But uh, it would be Schwarber or Rizzo for me. Uh, maybe uh, if you wanted to go all the way down for a weird one, Kipnis uh, as a wraparound from the bottom sacrifice a plate appearance, take a lefty nine hitter and uh, use them as a, uh, as a weird little uh, part of your stack. But uh, yeah, not a, not a team I'm really going to be getting to uh, very much either. I would keep an eye on what's going on with the ownership at all parts of this game throughout the day, because like you said, I think it's going to go up. I think it's going to be talked about uh, on the pitching side. And I think people are probably going to stay away from the bats for the most part, because every site's going to be talking about those low totals and the wind blowing in. So I think this is one that the public's going to be on the arms a little bit. Yeah, I like the Schwarber call as well. Um, so I'd be right there, $4,600 outfielder. He can get it out in any park, like in any conditions, no matter how cold it is. Um, so that would be the guy I'd, I'd maybe target as a one-off against Tyler Molly. Let's go to Colorado and San Diego. Uh, Rockies are a plus 200 dog here. Chichi Gonzalez on the mound. Mike Clevenger for the Padres, 3.4 implied total for the Rockies, 5.2 for the Padres. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to have some interest in Clevenger, although I'm not finding it that necessary to pay up as much over on DraftKings. Um, and then the Padres' prices for the first three hitters, Grisham, Tatis, Machado, very expensive, 5K, 6K, and 5,800 on DraftKings. Um, 
Austin Nola is also 5K in the eighth spot as a catcher on DraftKings. So the optim- um, not the optimizer, the algorithm really loves Nola apparently tonight. DK <laughs> knows, DK knows. That's what everybody says in one of these expensive guys' dongs. Um, but what are you doing with this game here? Yeah, I think I'm going to be all over that Padres offense, uh, hoping that some of the pricing keeps the public away. Uh, I was getting them. They came up uh, one of the top teams in my crunch there. I love the matchup against Chi-Chi. Um, so, yeah, I want to get to as much of them as I can really squeeze in and afford. Uh, I, I just think this lineup's dynamite up and down. Uh, if we get uh, Mateo uh, Nola Profar, a little uh, stack at the bottom of the lineup, it uh, could be very, very sneaky, uh, like what's in the projected lineup here. I mentioned Mateo yesterday. He wasn't in the lineup, but uh, just tremendous speed in that kid. So if he's on base, he's going to be scoring runs. He's going to be stealing bases. So I like him to be sneaky, 0.1% ownership. Uh, mix him in. Uh, you mentioned the guys up top. Just a killer little stack, uh, three men off the top there. Then you can work in like a Mitch Moreland who uh, might get a little bit unnoticed, but he's only 4,100 on DK. So probably going to draw some of that popularity. Hosmer got hurt last night. So Moreland's going to be in here and it's against a righty. So we know about Mitch Moreland against a righty. So there's good home run upside in that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in that spot as well. Uh, and if the ownership projection holds on Nola, uh, only 0.8% right now at that big price tag for him. That's an interesting catcher play because he's going to be a big part of this stack. Uh, so, yeah, going up against Chi-Chi, I, uh, I love the spot for the pods. Second in the league in uh, ISO, 228 against righties, uh, 122 WRC+. plus. They only strike out 21% of the time. Chi-Chi's going to get lit up here. Uh, do not put him in your lineups on the pitching side of things. Uh, I do not think he's going to be in the game very long. Uh, I like the Padres to roll this one. Yeah, I am in agreement with Everything you said there, I'm all over the Padres. Tatis, although he's super expensive at 6K and he's not in Coors, um, I, he's still my highest own hitter on DK and on FanDuel right now. So, yeah, I love the rest of these guys, uh, the cheaper guys as well in the stack, and even the more expensive guys, Machado, Grisham, uh, Nola. Uh, I mean, he's a pretty good hitter. He always grades out well in Alex's projections, so... I usually get to a bunch of him, obviously not going to get to as much, but like, he's not a guy I think you should just cross off of your Padres stacks either, um, especially at that ownership. And, you know, people will hand build and just avoid the $5,100 catcher that doesn't have the name value of like a Gary Sanchez or someone like that. So um, I think there's, I mean, I like Padres for a number of reasons, um, the total, but also because um they're kind of difficult to stack and you, you got to like that. If you're playing large field tournaments, um, people that use optimizers will get to more brewers, uh, brewers teams, um, brewers type teams, I should say. And then, uh, you know, you can load up on an expensive team with one of the best top stack probabilities here against Chi Chi. Anything for Clevenger or the Colorado Rockies here with a 3.4 implied total. I love the spot for Clevenger. Um, he's fourth on the top starters on uh, DK, getting more ownership than his probability of being in the top two, though, which is a little surprising. Um, doubled up on uh, FanDuel in terms of ownership and uh, compared to probability of success. So seeing that might take a little bit of the gleam off of him for me. Um, I'm going to have to look into it a little bit, poke around at my projections and uh, see how he trends for Alex through the day. But I was liking this spot for him. Uh, we talked about it with Lamette yesterday. Uh, just this Rockies team, when they're on the road, not very good. 72 WRC plus coming into yesterday on the road uh, and a 77 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. So putting those two things together, 
Clevenger's a very good starter. Uh, he sat out for a little while after the weird COVID thing and then got traded to the Padres. But in his debut, uh, he went six innings. He only struck out two, but you like to see that he went six in his debut with the pods and coming uh, coming back into action. Uh, so I'm not really worried about the leash. 27.1% career strikeout guy. There are strikeouts available in this lineup. So uh, I, I like the spot for Clevenger. So I'm going to keep an eye on him, especially if that ownership starts to fall through the day. I think I'll increase my shares. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just going to be a matter of where does he rank between like uh, Bueller and some of these cheaper guys. So not getting to where the field's at on Clevenger, but great raw point play just makes it a little bit more difficult to get in bats. Um, right now, quite a bit more popular than Bueller. So I'm leaning there where I'm spending up at the top, but I think he's an awesome, awesome option. If you can afford 9700 for him. Let's go to Bueller's game. A uh, couple more before we get out of here. Just want to mention real quick, uh, 25% off an Osmo plus NFL monthly pass and a free fantasy football draft kit, which I've been using a ton for best ball. Got another season long draft. Um, and that is promo code sleeper to get that offer. So you get 25% off the first month of Osmo plus NFL. Um, so you're with us for a month. Plus if you got some drafts coming up or if you're going to be chasing some of this overlay, that's brewing, DraftKings, Yahoo, FanDuel, whichever site you're doing best ball drafts on. I know there's some other sites as well, but I'm not as familiar with those. Um, we've got rankings for them. So the draft wingman is a really awesome tool. Um, that's another $30 value that you're getting for free with the Osmo Plus NFL Pass. Very, very useful. I'm glad I get it for free. You guys can get a good deal on it with promo code SLEEPER right now. Walker Bueller, Luke Weaver, 5.6 implied run total for the Dodgers, 3.5 for the Diamondbacks. Bueller, I think the largest favorite on the board tonight. He's about minus 240. 10 um, 2 on DraftKings. I mentioned I'm getting to a decent amount of him right now. Uh, and then Weaver at 6,900. I think you wrote about uh, the Dodgers stack and your quick hits. If you guys want to read Terry's quick hits, great article to get a first look at the slate comes out um, the night before. So if you're looking to study ahead for MLB DFS, Terry's MLB Quick Hits article is the way to do so. So you want to kind of sum up what you think about the Dodgers here against a pretty respectable pitcher in Weaver. Yeah, I just, I really like the spot for the Dodgers offense. Uh, I do like Weaver as a pitcher. I thought he was going to be uh, better this year than he's been so far. Uh, he's been good over his last uh, four starts, I think. It was uh, three of his last four starts. He gave up two runs or less, uh, four runs in the other one, and only one home run over that stretch. He got dinged up a little bit, gave up a lot of hard hit and a handful of homers early in the season, but he's kind of corrected it. I just love this Dodgers offense and what they can do to right-handed pitching. First in the league with a 252 ISO. They've got a 128 WRC plus. They only strike out 19.9% of the time. So he's not going to have a ton of strikeout upside for him today, which is something that he kind of relies on. Um, the, the pitcher is gets okay whiff on his changeup, but it's getting hit hard. Uh, his cutter and his curveball not getting a ton of whiff on him right now. So I just think they're going to put the ball in play a lot, and there's a lot of lefty power in this lineup. So I like their chances of getting to him here. Uh, so I think I'm going to have a good, good amount of the Dodgers. Second overall stack on both sites for Alex on the board. Going a little over on FanDuel, uh, a decent amount over. So there's not edged there. But on DK, it's not trending that much over. Uh, and I think probably, again, it's due to where these guys are priced. You got a handful of uh, $5,000 hitters uh, up the top, 55, 58s, and a $6,000 Mookie Betts. So tough, tough team to build with. But it's a team that I definitely want to build with. 
And am I seeing Will Smith's price correctly at 6,500 or is that, no, no, that's a, that's a pitcher. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I correct. That would be weird. Yeah. So he's, man, he's been an XL nightmare for a yeah. couple of years now uh, since he's been around, but um, correct. I think, I think the reply total kind of says it all about the Dodgers. I'm surprised. Like you don't often see 5.6 runs or even five runs against Weaver. He's a guy who Vegas tends to like, um, but the guaranteed nine at bats on the road here, that is a thing that Alex obviously takes into account. Um, again, huge total, just absolutely stacked lineup. I think the Dodgers are in what, like they're a team that you can pretty much stack every day because they're going to be expensive. They're going to be low owned when they're not going up against a total gas can. Um, and they just have so much power throughout their lineup. So 5.6 total, I believe is the highest on the slate. Uh, they look awesome. I'm finding myself getting to a few more Padres stacks, but uh, they look great. Let's move it on to the last game of the slate. We'll get out of here after that. Again, if you guys could hit the like button, that is very much appreciated. And then subscribe to the channel so you can watch the NFL Strategy Show, which is coming on in just a couple minutes. Mariners and Giants, four implied total for the Mariners, 5.1 for the Giants. Uh, Newsom going for the Mariners. I've never seen his name before. Maybe <laughs> I haven't been playing. Uh, I, maybe I wasn't playing DFS on Daisy's pitch, but first time seeing his name, 6,100 for the Mariners. Logan Webb for the Giants. Take this game wherever you'd like, and then we will get out of here. Yeah, so uh, LJ, uh, I think he's made one start. I think he had a rain out and then made one start like the next day or something like that. Uh, struck out 18.5% of however many hitters that he faced. Walked nobody. Uh, not a pitcher that's really on the radar. I think he's the 28th overall organizational prospect for the Seattle Mariners, which just generally means you're not very good. Uh, he spells his name strangely. So does TJ Antone, uh, T-E-J-A-Y from uh, the Reds. Uh, so a couple wacky names there. That's about all I really have to say about this guy. There's just not much there. Very basic mix of pitches. Uh, 48% of the time uses a 92 mile an hour fastball. Limited spin just kind of comes in straight. Limited curveball uh, and, and no other breaking pitch and a uh, changeup that he uses 23% of the time at 85. So just not a pitcher that I think there's much to. Uh, the Giants have been a trendy team. Uh, people like to get to them uh, with their offense exploding uh, here and there. Overall, 16th in the league yesterday uh, at a 172 ISO against righties. 110 WRC plus, so they are creating runs more more uh, than league average. 22% strikeout rate against righties, so there's a little something there maybe in the Giants, but they're just not a team I've been inclined to pay up for, and they're still high-priced. Yaz is still 5900 I'd rather pay up the extra 100 and get to Mookie Betts than spend 59 on Yaz, even against the worst pitcher. Uh, so really don't know that I'm going to be getting to much of any part of this game. Logan Webb on the other side, uh, not a pitcher who's really in play for me, uh, even against the Mariners. Mariners exactly league average WRC plus at 100 against righties, 156 ISO. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but uh, Webb is another guy, just kind of a basic arsenal, doesn't get a lot of whiff, giving up a lot of hard contact, 48.1% uh, ground balls, and suffering from a, 30, a 333 BABIP against. So gotten a little bit unlucky on some of the contact, but just not a high-end pitcher and uh, not a guy with a ton of strikeout upside. So I wouldn't really be getting to either of these guys or so much either of these offenses, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get to a lot of these guys either. Um, you know, I guess the Giants are under-owned. They've got about double the chance of being the top stack because their current ownership, but it's low all the way around. Um, and
And then you've got some expensive secondary guys, which makes them a little bit more difficult to stack. I'm already not pumped about the idea of stacking up the giants here. Um, LJ, I'll remember LJ. Now I didn't, I, I'm, I thought I was going to be, uh, be duped by that name. Uh, cause it's not L dot J it's L J A Y. So, uh, learning some things every time I'm on the MLB strategy show. Thanks for picking me up there, Terry. Um, anything else you want to mention before, uh, before we end the show here? I think we've covered a, uh, a lot. So just, uh, pay attention through the day with the top stacks, top starters guys, and, uh, build some good lineups out there. Absolutely. MLB rankings are free today. NFL strategy show is coming on right after this. Um, so stay tuned on the channel. Jordan, appreciate you producing as always. Um, promo code sleeper is how you get 25% off an uh, Osmo plus NFL monthly pass for the first month. Plus with that, you get a free fantasy football draft kit, uh, Check out the site. Check out Osmo Odds, Odd Shopper. we got everything going on right now. Don't go too far. Strategy show for NFL. The first one of the season coming on right after this.